The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Kia ora friends, I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka bringing you an eco postcard. Each week I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news and sometimes it's bad. And this morning, uh, I usually try to have some focus on local issues. However, I want to start today with a global issue and with a particular focus on Africa. Uh, this, This is a set of dramatic findings, I I think, and I thought I would pass them on to you. uh, The data come from what's called a U-Report poll. Now, what this is, is a network of young people throughout the world. In fact, 163 countries organized by UNICEF who respond to poll questions asked via uh, messaging service. And they recently did one on climate change, and it produced some of the following results, that two in five young people said the impacts of climate change have made them reconsider their desire to start a family. This is 40% of young people. This corresponds very closely to a poll that the Lancet uh, did, the Lancet, the um, famous medical journal uh, produced in the UK, on 10,000 global respondents. Now, the UNICEF's was a, a less representative sample, but a very big Um, sample of of nearly a quarter of a million of global respondents. The the Lancet's results were 39% of young people uh, were hesitant to have children, and this one is 40%, so it's a very close correspondence. Um, They... um, the, the highest numbers were in Africa and the Middle East, and many of the the young people who responded to the poll said that they had experienced either drought or extreme heat or air pollution or flooding, severe storms, cyclones, wildfires. Two in five, and this is a remarkable datum, two in five said that they had less food to eat as a result of climate change. And that was highest in sub-Saharan Africa, which was 52% of young people said that. Uh, they, they reported in large numbers that their family's income source was impacted by climate change, that it was becoming more difficult to get clean water, uh, and that they've considered moving because of climate change. Uh, Out of these dramatic results, UNICEF called on all countries in the world to um, drastically and urgently beef up their national climate action plans uh, to protect and prepare young people. 
Okay, well, that's a very sobering report. Um, let me move on from that. I don't think I've got anything that's not sobering today, um, but let, let's have a look. I wanted to make a comment on the COP27, which is generally seen as, as having had a disappointing result. Uh, and note that there were no fewer than 636 oil and gas lobbyists at that international meeting. And that number dwarfed all but one national delegation, which I think was the United Arab Republic. Um, that so more than ever before, oil, oil and gas is strongly investing in fighting to maintain its premier position uh, in the world's wealth. Uh, in fact, planning for a huge expansion, which will be a climate killer. Uh, my words. There's a, a global dash for gas uh, because of the Ukraine war stopping Russian gas supplies. Um, and it's it's a severe threat <clears throat> to climate, climate targets because there's a rush to open new gas wells in Africa, North America, Asia, Australia, and Europe. Uh, and and it's, it's this rush of new wells uh, which really could... Um, extinguish any hope of, of, of remaining under 1.5 degrees temperature increase. In Germany, they're, they're trying to compromise, seeing the climate threat in these new gas contracts, and they're saying they're writing the contracts to be short-term so that the infrastructure can be dismantled when they perhaps have more renewable sources of energy. But you can imagine that investors in that infrastructure will resist that. Uh, a reminder that the International Energy Agency says there must be no new fossil fuel development if we are to stay within the budget, and we have to do it through renewable energy. Okay. Um, the another another item: the world's biggest car makers, that's Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, plan to build 400 million new, more cars than is sustainable within the carbon budget, and that the big gas-guzzling SUVs or Utes remain a very serious problem component of that. And uh, some of you may be followers of the always interesting UK journalist, George Monbiot, uh, who, who, who does have a great capacity to, to distill the essence uh, from, from the news in the arena of climate biodiversity overshoot. He, he said in a recent article, just two actions would prevent climate catastrophe. Number one, leave fossil fuels in the ground. Number two, stop farming animals. 
And he points out that these are both scarcely mentioned in statements from COP27. Livestock, he points out, is responsible for 15 to 28% of greenhouse gas emissions, even more than transport globally. And the proportion is rising. Uh, he points out that the Global Methane Pledge doesn't even mention livestock methane and that only two nations uh, in their commitments, that is Costa Rica and Ethiopia, mention the idea of dietary change to uh, eat, eat less um, plant, uh, eat, eat less livestock. <clears throat> Uh, animal farming is the greatest cause of habitat and wildlife loss. Interestingly, um, a, a food climate research network uh, report uh, involving many universities and institutions in 2017, it's called Grazed and Confused, said that there's no evidence that carbon storage in pasture can compensate for livestock greenhouse gas emissions and the carbon stocks destroyed in the land use change to make forest or grassland into pasture. Um, that claim is quite often made that, that livestock farming stores carbon in pasture. Um, so, yes, sorry, people, for a bundle of kind of bad news today. Um, see what I can come up with next week. Um, I'm Joanna Santa Barbara, and this has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards airs Monday afternoons at 3.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings, 9.45 a.m. Till next week, bye for now. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.